Welcome back, Rosebuds! Today's stories feature demon and dark spirit encounters. There is something off about each of these situations, and maybe there's a rational explanation, and perhaps not. Either way, these stories will leave you questioning reality. We have three true stories and one fictional imposter story. Make sure to listen all the way to the end where I'll reveal the fictional fake encounter written by yours truly. With that, let's dive into our four horrifying demon tales to tell in the dark. Story number one, Bad Door. When I was a kid in Asheville, North Carolina, my uncle took my dad and I to see a crazy house he was trying to sell. He was a realtor and my dad was a contractor, so they would often work together. Now about this house. Firstly, it was made entirely of cinder blocks, but it looked very upscale. Someone had bet the original owner that they couldn't build a fancy house out of cinder blocks. He did it to prove them wrong. Crazy, right? The original owner had apparently gone to prison after he finished the house. Something about tax fraud or embezzlement. His wife had been able to keep the home and claimed that a demon had been responsible for her husband's imprisonment. She had gone as far to claim she had seen it and that it lived in the house with them. She even had a painting made of it and left it hanging in the front entrance. If that isn't weird enough, in the basement, there's a fake jail cell, supposedly built for a getting out of prison party when her husband was paroled. But that's not even the worst part. Under the basement stairs, there's a door leading to a strange closet. When I went to open this door, I had a horrible sense of dread. I mean horrible. Like, do not open this door. I trusted my instincts and noped out. Later, I told my dad about it and he said that he had gotten that same feeling of dread when he went to open the same door. So yeah, creepy right? Story number two, Obsessed with the Darkness. I've never shared this story, but I feel I need to. I also need to quantify that I'm not religious, and I've never believed in supernatural beings, let alone seen one, until that night. It was a strange encounter that has haunted me for years. I was pregnant this conception was the result of an unexpected and, in the moment, unwanted pregnancy. However, I had come to terms with the situation and was trying to move on with my life. But then, things started to occur that would cause me to question reality entirely and make an already difficult situation worse. I was eight months along, it was in the middle of the night, and I suddenly woke up to see a figure hovering over me. It was the shape of a person, but it was a black, shadowy figure, almost like it absorbed all the colors in the room. It gave off a feeling of emptiness, like it was sucking the life out of everything around it, including me. I looked at it in horror as it gazed down at my belly. I was frozen with fear, and all I could do was repeat, God help me, over and over again. Suddenly, the figure grabbed me by the neck and lifted me up. I hit my head on the top bunk I was sleeping on. 
I could feel its icy grip tightening around my throat. This demon or entity brought me closer to its face, which was a swirling mass of darkness, and screamed into my head, There is no hope for him. The last thing I remember was feeling the coldness of its touch as I struggled to breathe. At first, I thought it was just a strange dream brought on by my pregnancy, but there were marks on my body which told a different story. Later that morning, as I was showering, I felt achy and tired. I noticed a knot on my head and tender spots on my neck. When I got out and looked in the mirror, I saw bruises there. I kept the incident to myself, afraid that no one would believe me, or worse, that they would think I was crazy and lock me up. I was young and vulnerable, and I didn't know who to turn to. After a few more months, I gave birth to a beautiful baby boy. He was the light of my life, and I dedicated my entire existence to raising him. But as he grew older, I noticed that he was becoming increasingly obsessed with the idea of being a villain. While most boys worshipped the heroes in stories, he would say things like, I want to be like him, and point to the villain in the movie he was watching. When he played with other boys, he loved being the bad guy, and it worried me. He seemed obsessed with the morbid and evil side of society. I was immensely concerned, and I didn't know how to stop it. For a while, I tried to ignore the signs, hoping that it was just a phase that he would grow out of, but the more I watched him, the more I realized that something was wrong. I was a gentle and soft-spoken woman, and I remember I wasn't particularly religious, but my son's obsession with demons and devils and killers was starting to frighten me. As I thought about my son's strange behavior, my mind drifted back to the night I met that entity. I felt certain it was some sort of demon. I wasn't sure, but I knew one thing, it was real. I didn't know if God was real or not, but I knew that the devil was. The memories of that night flooded back, and I knew I had to tell someone. I confided in a close friend, and she encouraged me to seek help. Together, we found a therapist who specialized in trauma and spiritual healing. Along with my friend and therapist, we got my son into counseling. I also connected with a higher power. Maybe not the Christian concept of God, but I had to believe in something larger than myself being out there and that it could help my son. I prayed for him with more energy than I can describe. It was a long and difficult journey, but... I was finally able to confront my fears and come to terms with what had happened to me. As for my son, I believe my prayers and the counseling helped because his obsession with demons began to slowly ebb until it was gone, but my experience with that demon or devil or whatever it was changed me forever. I may not be religious, but I know that there are forces in this world that are beyond our understanding, and I will never forget the night that I came face to face with one of them. Story number three, Haunted Penitentiary. My boyfriend and I were excited to go on a ghost tour of the old Missouri State Penitentiary. We love spooky stuff and thought it would be fun. 
At first, as we walked through the halls listening to stories of past inmates and paranormal experiences, we didn't feel anything out of the ordinary. I didn't expect to. I wasn't really a believer. But when we entered the gas chamber, things got weird. One girl in our group suddenly had a full-on asthma attack and began gasping for air. She was clutching her chest and saying she couldn't breathe. It was a scary moment, and we all tried to help her as best we could. As we left the chamber, everyone noticed the girl had these awful red scratch marks all over her arms. We were stunned and didn't know what to make of it. Was it an elaborate act, or something more sinister? Wasn't sure if I believed in ghosts before we went, but afterwards, I questioned it a bit more. If it was an act, she was a damn good actress. Story number four, targeted by a demon. Honestly, my story doesn't seem that bad, but just listen to the end. I was only 13 at the time, and it was terrifying. For context, I live in a small village full of old houses and forests, very rural. I have a younger brother, and on this particular night, my parents had gone out to meet someone, leaving me to babysit my seven-year-old brother. It was around 9 p.m., winter, snowing, and pitch black outside. I remember tucking my brother into his bed and going downstairs to grab a few snacks. While chatting with my girlfriend on the phone, I heard a loud noise from outside. I got up, went to the window to check it out, but saw nothing, so I ignored it. It was a very distinct noise. A few minutes later, there was another loud noise, even closer to the window. I got scared, so I called my mom to ask when they would be home. Unfortunately, she didn't answer, so I called my dad, but he didn't pick up either. Feeling scared, I went to check on my brother, who was still sound asleep. After checking the windows and doors, I finally fell asleep myself. Suddenly, I woke up at 1am by the sound of my phone ringing, showing an unknown number. I answered, but no one spoke. After saying hello a few times, I grew tired and decided to hang up, but then I heard a low, growling sound on the other end. That's when this goddamn loud noise started to happen again, but this time, it came from inside the house. Since my brother and I shared the same room, I woke him up and told him to be quiet, and we hid in the closet. I locked the door quietly, and we sat with my baseball bat in hand. For a few minutes, I was terrified because I heard footsteps coming down the hallway. I texted my mom, begging her to come home. She saw my message and replied with, what's going on? My hands were shaking so bad, all I could reply was, intruder. The loud noise sounded off again, and this time it was right outside our room. Both my brother and I were crying. At that moment, I screamed out, police are on their way, and everything went completely silent. I hugged my brother, and we stood there until we heard police sirens. My parents had called the police, and when they arrived, they found that the front door was open. Nothing was missing from the house except for the fact that there were scratch marks on the walls. Oddly enough, it would have seemed like a human intruder, but the creepiest part? There were no footsteps outside or around the house. 
It had been snowing, so there should have been evidence of an intruder. Unfortunately, my experience didn't end there. A week later, I had to go to the hospital because of a terrible nosebleed, night terrors, headaches, and an awful ringing in my ears. I went into an unexplainable depression, and my friends and family said my personality changed. We later found more scratch marks outside our house near the window that I had checked. It was impossible for a human to have made them. Maybe an animal at best? After that night, my family decided to install a security system in our house. It gave us a sense of safety and protection, but it didn't seem to help my unexplained medical symptoms. As things got worse, I started to believe that my plight was not just medical. I found information online teaching me how to use sage smoke and prayers to expunge the dark entity that I believed had attached to me that night. I'm not sure if it was a demon or spiritual parasite. I'm still unsure, but at least it's gone now. Those two years were hell, and I couldn't erase the trauma of that terrifying experience. I still have nightmares about it, and my brother has become more anxious and cautious than ever before. We never found out who or what caused those scratches, and I guess we'll never know. Well, Rosebuds, that brings us to the end of today's episode. Before I do the reveal for our creative fictional story, don't forget to give us a quick thumbs up and subscribe. And if you enjoyed our story guessing game today, share it with a friend. We truly appreciate it. All right, on to our imposter reveal story, which was story number two, Obsessed with the Darkness. The story about the pregnant woman's baby being haunted by something evil. My inspiration from this story comes from two sources. One, being a fan of horror and the paranormal, I have read the book Rosemary's Baby, so there's that angle. The second part is a bit more interesting. At first blush, I actually assumed I just pulled this story out of thin air. But when I really thought about it, that's not entirely true. When I was in my 30s, I left this religion I'd been raised in, which was actually a cult, and it was difficult and harrowing to extricate myself from that community. I do consider myself spiritual, so when I left, I was damaged and disoriented, and I went through an intense depression. I won't go into the greater details in this particular episode. If you do want to hear more about that story, you can let me know in the comments. There were a lot of elements in this fictitious story that I think were inspired from that time in my life. Needless to say, it took some time for me to heal and find a connection with a higher power again. Not necessarily the Christian concept of God, as was stated in that story, but something greater for sure, and I definitely feel more at peace with myself and my life now. However, it probably took the better part of a decade for me to get there. Anyway, Rosebuds, that's a wrap. Thanks for listening. Until next time, take care and stay creepy.